Connecting your team to the largest community of technology-minded leaders from tribes across the country. Welcome to the Tribal Hub Podcast. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Tribal Hub Podcast. Today, we are talking with the team at Cayuse Native Solutions. If you are not familiar with them, they offer support to tribes to invest in communication, emergency preparedness tools, and other essential functions that enhance tribal communities. The group has been um, in the news recently discussing their new digital navigator program, which is allowing tribes to improve their citizens' online skills, which is just so amazing. On today's call, we are welcoming Deborah Croswell, president with Cayuse Native Solutions, and her team, Elena, Melinda, and Giselle, to the podcast. So ladies, welcome, and thank you for taking the time today to talk with me. Sure. Thanks for having us. Yeah. Glad to be here. So before we begin our discussion, why don't we get a little bit of background um, about each of you and maybe your connection with the solution that you're providing, whether it's, you know, some background about yourself and how you guys ended up connecting. Um, If you want to start us off, Deborah, that'd be great. Sure. Thank you. So I'm Deb Croswell, and I'm an enrolled member of the Confederated Tribes of the Umatilla Indian Reservation, and we're located in northeastern Oregon. I have worked for Cayuse um, for almost five years. We created Cayuse Native Solutions about a little over a year ago in late 2021. It's a subsidiary of Cayuse Holdings. Um, Cayuse is an enterprise owned by the Confederated Tribes of the Umatilla. So prior to joining Cayuse a few years ago, I worked for our tribal government, C2IR, for um, about 25 years, doing everything from communications and public affairs work to some executive work with our elected officials. So um, I'm very familiar with our tribe, have been uh, working within tribal government for a long time, and then moved over to our enterprise sector uh, about five years ago. I think it really helps, you know, when you have that background, because working with tribes and just knowing that structure, along with some of the other pieces, is really important when you're putting together an enterprise like this. So that's great. All right, Melinda, do you want to go next? Sure. My name is Melinda Broncho. I'm also a Umatilla tribal member and joined Cayuse Native Solutions as a digital navigator in October of this year. My experience Prior to this, I've got about 20 years of IT experience, 14 of which have been with um, Wild Horse Resort Casino in their MIS department. Recently, during COVID, I was a screener and COVID tester for two years during the pandemic. And I also own a small business here on the reservation called Ruby's Indian Crafts and Supplies. I love that. Thank you for sharing. All right, Giselle. Hi, um, my name is Giselle Halfmoon. I am the digital marketing specialist for Cayuse Native Solutions. I just started a little bit over a month ago. I came from the um, government of the Confederated Tribes of Umatilla Indian Reservation Communications Department. I ran our tribal radio station for about 13 years and then most recently served as interim communications director. Um, Saw this opportunity with Cayuse Native Solutions and was eager to jump on the team and very gratefully they selected me. So very excited to be here. Thank you. 
And Elena? Um, thank you. Yes, I'm Elena Nanagas. I'm the Tribal Business Development Director for Cayuse Native Solutions. Um, I, too, have a background with uh, the owner, the Confederated Tribes. Um, I'm a tribal member and have worked for the tribes in some capacity over the past 30 years. Um, various capacities, actually. So, yeah, when uh, Deb brought uh, Native Solutions, uh, formed Native Solutions, uh, and um, had an opportunity to jump on and, and develop business, um, I was, too, very excited. And I started in, in May of this year. So um, I did formally work for Cayuse Technologies in 2006 when uh, the company was founded. Mm-hmm. So I have a little bit of a background with um, Cayuse um, and the work that, that we've been doing and I'm very excited to kick off this business and work with tribes. So I guess my next question is, there's a lot of different services that you offer with Cayuse Native Solutions, you know, um, app development, website development, marketing services, public safety solutions. Can you give us a little background on how this came to be, how it developed. I think you said in 2006 is when it when it developed. And maybe if that can move into, you know, one of the the biggest developments that I had seen has been the um, creation of the Camp Crier app. Can you explain to our listeners, you know, a little bit about your business and then how the app came to be? Yeah, I'll do that. This is Deb. Okay. Um, so Cayuse Technologies... Uh, was created in 2006 by the Confederated Tribes of the Umatilla. And they did it in collaboration with Accenture. At the time, they were really focused on commercial clients providing things like help desks, service desk support, software programming, software testing. So they operated in that uh, field for a number of years. Uh, Then in 2018, We proposed to tribal leadership that we expand into a holding company structure and that we delve into federal government contracting. Um, So we went through some changes there in 2018 and got approved to do a holding company structure. And we acquired a company based in Hawaii called Native Hawaiian Veterans, who was very experienced in doing federal government contracting. And so since then, we have expanded. We now have about 15 subsidiary companies. We have a large team focused on federal government contracting. And we have a smaller team focused on commercial clients that Cayuse has traditionally served over the years. And then in 2020, I was running the shared services division, which is the back office support for all of the company. Um, And we were starting to provide some services externally to um, not only our tribe, but to um, a couple of other local tribal entities and um, another tribe in the region. And so some of those projects were sort of born from the pandemic and the need that we saw for tribes to be able to better communicate with their tribal members mm-hmm. who live locally, but also their tribal members who live, you know, across the United States and even overseas. And so out of that, we decided to form Cayuse Native Solutions and specifically serve tribes and tribal entities, Native-owned businesses, and uh, Native organizations. And so that's kind of where we got our start in developing communications tools to help tribes primarily. So Mm -hmm. Camp Crier um, is the mobile app that we developed for our tribe. Like I said, it was born from the pandemic. We wanted to provide a way for our tribes to 
have more targeted and timely communication with their tribal community and their tribal members. And so um, we thought, well, other tribes and other organizations within the country could probably use this as well. So we've been um, refining the app and adjusting it based on the pilot version that C2IR has been operating. And we're selling it to tribes and other Native organizations now. So it's a communications tool that allows the host organization to purchase it. And then they have the ability to allow into the app whoever they want. They, they choose the parameters of who they were going to allow in to use the app. And then they can set up official groups in there to communicate various things. Uh, people within the app can have conversations with one another. They can do video chats, texting, share photos, all kinds of things. So that's that's where Camp Crier came from. Wow, that's really cool. I guess I was thinking along the lines of it being more of only you know, something that maybe the health center would use to announce vaccination schedule or something like that. But it also is used more as just a communication tool for tribal members to have communication with each other. Yeah. And consider it sort of a closed communication bubble. Um, Like I said, the tribe can determine who they want to let into the app. So instead of tribal members being on Facebook or Twitter or whatever, where everybody else can see those conversations, um, it provides a more a closed environment. And so maybe there are some things, for example, that the tribe only wants to share with their voting members. Mm-hmm. Um, this provides a platform for them to be able to do that. Um, it also gives them an avenue to do emergency notifications. So, you know, most tribes have to deal with some sort of emergencies or crisis in their communities. And so, um, you know, if there's floods or wildfires or, um, you know, other kinds of emergencies, this provides a way for the app administrators to quickly send a notification to everyone in the app, um, regardless of which groups they're members of within the app. So it's, it's intended for as a public safety Mm -hmm. purpose as well. And I love, you know, the conversation piece too, when I'm thinking elders at home, if they live by themselves, they have that as like, you know, a communication tool that they can use to keep in touch with everybody or have their own little group set up or, you know, be able to, to video chat with people. That's, that's really cool. I love it. Yep. It's, um, it's something we're pretty proud of and uh, we're excited now to be able to go out and um, offer it to other tribes. Yeah. How many other tribes, or if you'd like to, to say, are using this? What has the response been from the tribes who, um, you know, who are looking into it? Yeah, well, we've been in conversation with several tribes in the last couple of months, mm-hmm. um, and we're nearing some contract deals with some of them. We hope in 2023, now that we're sort of established with our outreach and our marketing, that we'll be able to reach more tribes around the country mm-hmm. about the opportunity and, um, you know, get them engaged in conversations yeah. to do a demo with them. We have a demonstration version of the app that we can share with them um, if they're interested mm-hmm. and let them get in there and really kind of see how it works. So, yeah, if tribes are interested, we're we're definitely talking right now and, um, you know, we're happy to set up a demo mm-hmm. to share more details with them. That's very cool. Now, 
most recently and how, you know, I, I saw this article and that's when I reached out to you, you were among um, a handful of companies that received a grant that will help tribal members do more with increased broadband access. So this was um, funds that were part of a grant from the National Digital Inclusion Alliance aimed at providing funds to organizations who will in turn train and support um, a digital navigator position. So I kind of want to talk about that a little bit. We hear a lot about digital divide within Indian country, but that divide doesn't close when broadband is brought to a tribal reservation. It goes beyond that. You know what I mean? It takes more than just providing a phone or providing a laptop. So I'm interested to just hear about the National Digital Inclusion Alliance. And then, you know, what were you able to do with the grants um, funds that you received? Okay, well, I'll kick that off and then I'll have Melinda fill in details about it. So back in around the May or June timeframe, we learned of an opportunity that was coming up through the NDIA and we decided to apply for the funds. Um, This is not something that we had been familiar with doing before, but it seemed like a really good solution for our community. Mm-hmm. And so we ended up getting that grant, being awarded a three-year grant, which started in September of this year, 2022, um, and it'll run into t- uh, mid-2025. And so we have funds in the grant to be able to hire a digital navigator, and that's Melinda. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have funds in the grant to purchase devices that we'll distribute to our community members, things like tablets and laptop computers or Chromebooks. Mm-hmm. and yeah, so it, it really is giving us the ability to help our community get a leg up with their digital skills, with access to Internet um, and access to devices. And so we hired Melinda in October. She's been getting trained and going through building sort of the program with um, her cohort of people with NDIA that she works with. Mm-hmm. And um, she'll start delivering services in January. So I'll let her fill in some details and go into more of what she has planned. Awesome. Yeah, thanks. Hi, Michelle. Hi. Um, Yeah, I'm really excited about the program and to be included with Cayuse Native Solutions. As I was a screener and COVID tester during the pandemic, I did see a lot of divide in the Native community in communication and services that we provide at our governance center. So when this opportunity came open, um, I was really excited to see what exactly they were doing, and that's digital inclusion, and that our goal is we are focusing on three pillars um, for connectivity, device usage, and digital skills training for our community members. Mm-hmm. And recently, we've had a big call out from our, our senior community, like you had mentioned, with Camp Cryer. Um, they are looking at a program which many members got uh, that have IAM accounts. It's called the Affordable Connectivity Program, which will help people get affordable internet service, possibility of getting devices to them and training on using those devices. So, yeah, it's really exciting where um, our senior center wants to pull in and I'll get to help some of these people get those services and see if we can get them connected and um, joining community events and be more involved. Yeah. 
That's great. And so you said in addition to that, you would be, you know, helping with providing devices as well? Yeah, yeah. Okay. How do you get the word out, you know, the availability of of devices or connection? Right. Um, well, first, we'll kind of go out to our um, tri- tribal services, mm-hmm. like the DCFS program, the senior program, workforce development, and they can provide referral forms for people mm-hmm. to get in connection with us. And then, you know, kind of build from there. That is part of the program that we're building now with NDIA and the trainings that I've been doing mm-hmm. is getting that outreach to to as many people as I can. Mm-hmm. Of course, as things build along, I'll actually probably go out and to members and assist them at their home if, you know, because that, that's where we want the services to be for sure. We'll be doing some general outreach to Michelle. Um, we're building a web page now so that people, as they hear about it, um, if they have that capability, can jump on our web page and do a referral form there. Um, we'll have posters around the community and flyers and Melinda will be doing presentations to various groups. Last she mentioned, the elders group um, is already excited, and, and we we have her scheduled for, I think, early February. Okay. Yeah, They wanted her to come in December, but we're like, well, we're not quite ready. We're, we're still getting things ready. So they're eager. The elders yeah. group is eager. Um, but, yeah, we're excited to get the word out to the community. We'll, do, we'll probably go on the local on the tribe's radio station and talk about it. We'll do stories in the tribal newspaper to let people know once we're ready to launch those services in January. Uh, t- tell me a little bit more about the digital education skills, skills training. Yeah. Did it, uh, there's been a few uh, with NDIA. They've given us resources where we can do some dido- digital literacy training. So I'm going to review some of those and see what, kind of fits best for our reservation um, because we do want people, you know, who will receive a device. We want them to be able to use those, of course. So kind of want to make that part of getting the reward of a device. Well, let's use it and kind of check back in and make sure, you know, if they want to expand skills as well. Because the trainings that they've showed us have, you know, it's from the very, very basics, like typing <laughs> to or key keypadding, I think is what they referred it to versus uh, actual typing. <laughs> and, you know, just general um, logins, security. Security is kind of a big thing, of course, too. That's really cool because, you know, people, they have that device and they're like, well, what do I do with it? And like, you know, even some younger kids or your know, members or whoever who maybe want to increase their skill set to look for a, a different job or you know, they need to learn how to use Microsoft Word or, you know, whatever that is. So that's those skills are just so important. And um, so that's really great that you're able to offer that to people. Yeah, I'm really excited. Yeah. And I just want to add that. Um, you know, there will be courses that um, Melinda will be teaching, like community courses that she could put on, like at the senior center or whatever. But there's also a lot of opportunity and there will be a lot of um, one-on-one teaching. So Melinda will be able to sit down one-on-one with individuals as she delivers services to them and go through some of that hands-on training directly with 
the individuals. In general, the connection itself with broadband and connecting communities to broadband solutions, do you see that improving for your community and even the area that you're that you're located in? Uh, yeah, I can talk to that a little bit, Michelle. This is Deb again. Okay. So the tribe several years ago, probably about uh, six, seven years ago, created a broadband team mm-hmm. that has been um, very deliberate in planning out how to expand high-speed internet in our community. You know, it's taken a while to get to this point, but um, happily, we're we're now actually starting to see some on-the-ground results from all of that planning and grant writing and everything. Our tribe actually just received about a $15 million grant that they will spend over the next two years to install broadband out in areas of our reservation that currently don't have very good options for high-speed internet. And so that's pretty exciting for some areas of our community that currently only have like satellite internet or maybe wireless in certain areas. We're excited that that that's happening. And Melinda has been in touch with the broadband team and has been learning about what they're doing and what their plans are so that as she goes out in the community, she can help relay that information and explain to people, you know, what the services currently are, but also what's in the pipeline and what's what's going to be built in the next two to three years. Maybe, Melinda, you could bring back things that are happening actually in the community at the home level that maybe the team doesn't know about since you'll kind of be the front-facing person there working with everybody. Yeah, for sure. They they also have resources on like speed and things that like that that can be tested mm-hmm. at homes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, it seems like you've had a couple of bigger, you know, projects that you've worked on as a group. Is there any one that sticks out to you as the most enjoyable, most interesting, um, something that you're really proud of working on? I would say one recent project that we did, which I'd like Elena to talk about a little bit, is our development of a conference app. Mm. Um, So we were called upon late this summer by the affiliated tribes of Northwest Indians Economic Development Corporation to build an app for them for their conference and the Northwest Tribal Economic Summit that they were hosting here on our reservation in October. And they wanted an app that would host the like the agenda and the speakers, meeting venues, things like that. Yeah. And so we were able to put something together. And maybe, um, Elena, could you talk a little bit more about that and uh, what we did and what we're planning to do? Sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. It was a it was a, a great opportunity to stretch our wings a little bit around something that um, uh, has been done for by other uh, other businesses. But we were really happy to be asked and to um, get into understanding you know what the needs were of the conference. And I think a lot of us have been to many conferences over the years. And uh, sometimes it's hard to find a, an agenda. Mostly they're printed out and they're, they're laying around different uh, areas of conferences. And um, some of the, I guess, uh, problems that you run into when you're in the middle of a conference and you've got 200 plus people going from room to room. And, you know, how could we help solve the issues of when the rooms change uh, different locations mid-conference, you know, in the middle of the day? So um, it ended up being a, a, just an awesome tool for this group to use. Uh, so, yeah, we uh, created an app and people could use a QR code and, and get it right onto their phones and helped folks navigate uh, the conference. And it was, a, I believe it was a three-day full conference. Uh, they also included, which I thought was awesome, a scavenger hunt. 
So it kept their conference attendees uh, engaged in seeing what vendors were were there, going to some vendor tables, also getting to know uh, the venue itself. So this conference took place at the Wild Horse uh, Resort and Casino. And so they had a scavenger hunt where the conference attendees went and found markers or pictures or, you know, some some uh, clues uh, to answer. And uh, they turned in their... Um, questionnaires right on the phone. You just you put, you put it answered right on the phone. And then they were included in some kind of a drawing. And And I just think that helped keep conference attendees engaged in the conference for sure. And then also get to learn about the the, the surroundings. So yeah, we've had quite a few uh, interests in that um, this fall. And we're working with a uh, a group right now talking about um, developing conference apps for their needs. And it's a group that hosts about 13 conferences a year. Oh, that's uh, so cool. So, that's awesome. I know. And so we, you know, so this was, it was a pretty baseline app that we built just a foundation to get it started. And now we're seeing other things, uh, things we can add to even serve larger conferences it more so than, than our beginning, but it's, it's pretty, uh, it was a lot of fun, and I, I love the um, excitement around it and that other people have the same issues that we've all had when we go to conferences and try to navigate where we're going and, and how to get there on time. So it was well worth it. Yeah, that's really cool. Or even if you want to, like, look up the speaker and the bio or, you know, I mean, all those yes. kinds of things, you don't have to rifle through paper right. or whatever. You know what I mean? Just pull up your phone. And having the opportunity to... Um, to download the like the speaker's um, PowerPoint presentation, so it's so you have it, you know. So when conference attendees leave, um, they still have that information with them, and we get away from all the paper and all the printing and uh, make things uh, manageable. As we're all on our phones, most of us, right, you know, all day long. It's nice to have those presentations handy, and uh, be able to contact folks uh, after the conference, and don't you know we don't lose their information. It's it's with us, so. Can I just add, Michelle, that, you know, because it's a web-based app and it's optimized for viewing on people's smartphones, um, it's it's available, actually, um, if, if folks wanted to take a look at the one we built, they can go to nwnativeeconomicsummit.org and be able to view it right on their phone so they can see, actually see it. And, um, you know, we can customize to the needs of the organization that is hosting the conference. I'll add that in um, the show notes. So if anyone listening wants to go into the show notes, you can um, click on the link there. So um, what other plans do you have on the horizon for you and your team? Sure. Um, yeah, we're, um, again, we're new. So, you know, we've, we've got this momentum and we were just talking about this earlier on, you know, how to keep our momentum uh, alive and moving forward. Sometimes winter can get kind of slow and, and we need to keep ourselves motivated. And so, yeah, we're very happy to be offering a digital marketing services when and Giselle started. That's her uh, area of expertise. And uh, so I've gotten calls from different folks that know that know us. And we did some outreach to the community about Giselle when she started. And so we've gotten some calls about you using her um, expertise in other areas. So around uh, digital marketing. So we were working on some graphics design, uh, logos, uh, flyers, uh, developing reports, even some short video production or real production and website development. We're um, getting ready to kick off a, a website uh, development for a group very soon. We even can handle e-commerce. And of course, uh, Camp Crier is a, a, an example of how we've been doing public safety. So we've got public safety websites that um, can feed right into a Camp Crier 
app if they if you have that. And then of course these conference web apps or agendas um, have just been just fun and um, it's neat to see people excited when it's mostly Zoom meetings and Teams meetings. So we get to see their faces as we're talking about our services and just to see their eyes light up and they're like, yeah, that's what we need. And to offer this to tribes and tribal organizations um, is is all our background, all four of us. That's our background as tribal people and uh, and being most of us around tribal government quite a bit. You know, it's it's nice to have solutions to offer our neighbors and our friends. Yeah, and we're also going to kick off um, a phone and phone answering service. Um, so we know there's a lot of tribes in the area, and I'm sure around the United States, but definitely in the Northwest, they're much smaller and maybe don't have the resources that the Umatilla tribes have and, and some of our neighboring tribes. We have quite a bit of resources at our fingertips, and we're very fortunate. And there's a lot of tribes that haven't had that. They haven't moved um, into that yet, and they're just um, starting. And maybe they can't, they don't even have a, an office where people are answering the phone. So we want to reach out to tribes that maybe um, need that extra help just to offer some business continuity for them. So that's another one of our services that we're going to kick off in 2023 is basic phone answering, a remote receptionist. So um, we'll be able to answer phones and, and get messages to the right people as calls come in and just offer that service uh, to help, again, help tribes uh, kick off um, where, kick off from where they're at, wherever they're starting from. But we do have to uh, make sure that we think about tribes that maybe aren't as sophisticated as, as the Umatilla tribe is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 100%. And I love that all of you have that background to understand that a tribe's technology department could literally have two people working there and to have that kind of a service, which seems like, gosh, shouldn't you already have that? It might not be something they're thinking about, but could really elevate them and allow them to do a lot of different things that they couldn't do just by having that one little service available. So I absolutely love that. I'd like to have Giselle talk a little bit in more detail about the digital marketing services that she's working on for us um, because target markets, you know, not only native owned small businesses has been kind of primarily our clients so far for that service. But I think as Elena mentioned, there are a lot of smaller tribes that just don't have the staff to do, to be active in their social media or to develop good infographics or develop a nice, simple website. So Giselle, could you expand on that a little bit? Sure. Like Deb was just saying, um, some of those kind of what made to us, I guess, digitally enhanced people seeming like small tasks can be daunting to somebody who doesn't have that level of expertise, creating a logo or, you know, even managing or launching your social media um, and keeping it active and keeping people in your audience engaged to what services you're providing. So that's something that we are offering to clients and other, you know, small businesses who can't afford full-time staff to manage those types of things. We're also helping launch websites. And uh, like Elena said, some with e-commerce capacities, a lot of small businesses out there are offering storefronts that they want to bring um, to the digital world and sell things online, which was something major, of course, um, driven by the pandemic, seeing a lot of success from that. So um, we're getting a lot of questions about how other businesses can get on board with that as well. 
graphic design and creating presentations for um, maybe things like this conference. Some people might not have the capacity or the time to build a report that they need to present, at, um, you know, their gathering. So that's something that we can also provide as well. So a lot of these all are kind of connected to each other and it's um, dynamic and we all kind of a hand have a hand in in each step of the way. So it's, it's pretty cool to see um, the connection with all of that. Yeah, that's neat. Well, I would just say in wrapping up, you know, the hashtag that we've been using on our social media is natives helping natives. And, you know, it's I just think it's really cool that um, all four of us are enrolled tribal members. We've all had experience, years of experience working for a tribal government. So we we feel you. We, we know, you know, the the pains and the the fun things about working for a tribal government. And we're now, um, you know, putting those skills and that expertise to work. And so, um, you know, we're just we're eager to talk with tribes and tribal organizations and native owned small businesses and even other organizations um, that serve Indian country to see what their needs are and to see how we can help. One of the things that we haven't touched on is the the fact that while we are a small team, there's only four of us, we are backed by the whole rest of Cayuse Holdings. Cayuse Holdings overall has about 580 employees. And within that, there is a wide, wide array of expertise and skills and services that we can leverage to help us do our job better and provide really strong services to Indian country. And so um, while we appear to be a small team, you know, we have a lot of strength and a lot of leverage behind us to help us do that in a really strong way. Small yet mighty. That's what it sounds like to me. That's wonderful. And how could a tribe or uh, an organization reach out to you if they wanted to look into getting some of these services? Uh, well, probably the best way is go to CayuseNativeSolutions.com. That's our website. And um, there's a portal there to sign up for our communications and our newsletter. But there's also a contact us form if you want to reach out. Um, and our phone number's on there, my direct dial phone number. And yeah, feel free to reach out and we'll, we're happy to chat with you. Awesome. And I'll make sure to put that in the um podcast show notes for all of our listeners if you're looking to connect with the Cayuse Native Solutions team. So you can just click right there and uh, head over to their website. So everybody, thank you so much for giving us your time today to share what you're doing within Indian Country. I think it's absolutely wonderful and I cannot wait to get this out to uh, spread the word. Thank you. We appreciate you featuring us and giving us an opportunity to talk about the fun things we're doing. Yeah, absolutely. It does sound like fun, too. You guys sound like like a fun team. Like It's such a fun thing to be doing. So I just I think that's, you know, that's wonderful. Very, very cool. I wanted to. Yeah, I wanted to reiterate that, too, after Deb said that. I mean, being the newest member, you know, and deciding, you know, if, you know, if and when I wanted to join this um, company, it's like knowing, you know, these women, they're dynamic. They have a lot of expertise to offer. And you could tell that each one of them loves what they're doing. And that just means a lot to me, you know, makes our work so much easier and more fun and more proactive and solution focused. Mm -hmm. So I really love this group. I love it. That's awesome. For more information on today's podcast, just click on the show notes. If you have a story to share or a topic you'd like to see us cover, reach out to our team on LinkedIn or via email at contactus at tribalhub.com. See you soon.